Hi, this is the How We Met podcast. I'm your host, Gary White, here with... Yvonne McNary. And today, we have a couple from British Columbia who is going to be talking with us today about how they met. We have, if you'd introduce yourselves for us... Alexis Erelin. And AC Fisher. Thank you for talking with us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. So let's start off with how the two of you met. Now, he said you are currently um, in British Columbia, right? But yeah. that's yes. not exactly where you met. So tell us, how, how did you two meet? Alexis? <laughs> okay. Well, it's a bit of an interesting story. I started a podcast myself, and <laughs> I was uh, seeking for guests. And uh, he actually signed up to be on my show. He was uh, my first guest, actually. And uh, so that's initially how we met. Um, my show is about family estrangement, where you're not in contact with one or more family members. And so he called on my show to talk about the topic. And that's our first conversation. <laughs> okay. And so it's actually documented on the show. The show is called When the Bow Breaks. So you can actually hear our first conversation on my show which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's actually the first time you ever spoke to each other. Yeah, that was our very, very first conversation. Yes. I mean, there was a bit of email exchange before that, but um, yeah, the first time we ever talked is documented for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, where were you then at that time when you were first talking? Where were you both located? I was living in Bellingham, Washington. And I was in Chico, California. Okay, so a little bit of distance there. Just yeah. a bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after that first conversation, how did it evolve into actually meeting? Well, I'd been podcasting for a few years, so I had a bit of experience under my belt, and she was sort of new to the game. And I don't know, we sort of hit it off on a personal level. There was nothing romantic at first. I just mm -hmm. thought she was a really cool person, and I wanted to help her out, and I helped her with the launch of her show and whatnot so it was a whole lot of technical back and forth nothing really like relationshipy to begin with yeah it was just... more of a collaboration of work uh -huh. i suppose yeah now could so, you see yeah, each was... other did you see each other before no before i had met? no idea what she looked like <laughs> yep, no <Wow>. idea <laughs> i had no pictures posted online or anything so he had no idea what i looked like i had no idea what he looked like at all Okay. So just wow. our conversation and emails back and forth. Yep. <laughs> For a while. And hearing each other's voices, evidently there was something in those voices too. <laughs> there was, uh, I have to be honest and say that, you know, as a guest, he sounded better on my show than I did on my own. So <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed. Um, no, but, we had a uh, yeah. lot in common, which became immediately apparent because we uh -huh. both had a lot of similarities in our pasts, like crazy little details that nobody else usually would understand about me. I would tell these stories to her and she'd say, oh, you're not going to believe this, but the exact same thing happened to me. It was everything from wow. both of us having ringing on our left ear to both of us having had a family member murdered in the same exact way. So... <laughs> So big similarities that were kind of hard to avoid. At one point, we even dug a little bit to see if we were actually related. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We to check that first. And then we found out we weren't related. And we're like, well, this is really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. To have so much in common. 
Absolutely. So your first conversation was for the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And then when did you <laughs> actually meet in person? Um, it really wasn't that much longer after the fact. I mean, like I said, we started off just sort of having these technical conversations. And at one point, we were just having one of these exchanges about podcast launch stuff. I dropped a plate on my kitchen floor and had a bit of an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. And because I was actively talking to her in that moment, she said, well, you can call me if you need to talk. And that was the first time we'd sort of spoken casually. Uh And um, everything started snowballing from there. Um, I I am going to get to your your question. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) But we ended up just talking around the clock from that day forward. And I I don't even think it was quite two weeks before we decided, hey, we both got to drop everything and go meet each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, actually, there's a little bit of that story uh, that he kind of, Missed. He actually did see me before I saw him. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> his brother, Jason Moore, who's also a podcaster and has a show, they used to do a show together. And uh, so he was talking to him about me. And I guess, I don't know, they kind of wanted, he kind of wanted to meet me. Well, that's so- right. We had a, a three way video chat, but, or we were supposed to have a three way video chat, but she was the only one who turned her camera on. So, <laughs> so they could see me, but I could not see them. And so knowing that their eyes are on me, I had no idea. So I had no idea. So it was, it was quite a funny experience. So wow. and yeah, my, my first reaction was she was absolutely stunning, but um, my, my, my brother was telling me, I, I, I think you've got feelings for this girl. I'm like, no, no, we're, we're, we're just friends. We're just friends. Right. Everybody knew I was crazy about her before I did apparently. <laughs> Now, how did you decide where you were going to eventually meet? Um, I think we had discussed it, and originally we had tried to pick somewhere that was sort of at the halfway point between where Mm -hmm. she was and where I was, but um, it didn't exactly work out that way. (laughs) Right. So um, I ended up taking a train uh, north to where was it? Portland. Portland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I asked that question. Where was it? Leslie, if I don't know, but um, it's a very magical place for us there. Cause that's where we first saw each other. And um, so we met there and then finished our trip to Seattle, Seattle, where we spent a few days getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, he let me go through his wallet so I could check to make sure that he was <laughs> who he said he was. And uh, so things like Smart that, move. just some time to, right. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel like going through your wallet. Like, no, no. I wonder, no, I had nothing to hide, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's right. like a lot of lies people can tell each other online. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to let her know that I was totally on the up and up. Yeah. So we spent our time just seeking out those things and just kind of confirming each other's identity maybe. And then, <laughs> but, you know, we, at that time, we already had very, very strong feeling, strong connection with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, all the other elements that weren't there, we were bringing them to the surface before anything further continued, I guess. And yeah, I think both of us, we were, were, we were used to being like the broken, anxious, mentally ill, annoying people in the <laughs> lives we were coming from. But because her and I were broken and messed up in all of 
such similar ways. Like we, for the first time in my life, anyways, I felt totally normal and healthy when I was with this woman. And I just, I couldn't imagine spending another day of my life without her in it. Mm-hmm. Likewise. <laughs> Only with oh, him. Yeah. Um, romantic. I mean, there, you try to explain yourself to people or people who want to get to know you, try to get to know you, but there's things about you they don't really like. So they just kind of shove all those things off to the side. But with AC and I, we were very open about those things from the very beginning. And knowing that just kind of brought us closer and we realized we could actually be around each other and not drive each other insane. And um, we just, I don't know, we get along in all those odd places where we didn't before um, with other people in our lives. We just sort of fit in an odd way. (laughs) So really it was kind of an emotional connection Prior to being a physical connection. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the physical Mm -hmm. connection was the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And it evidently worked out. (laughs) Well, it did. I mean, like that day when we met in in Portland at the train station, I mean, I'd seen her on a video feed a little bit. She hadn't really seen anything at that point of me except for still pictures. And there was this deep emotional bond, but there was also the risk that we were going to meet in person and it wasn't going to connect. There's right. a lot of anxiety riding on that. So, I mean, like going to meet her that first time, man, I, I think I lost quite a few hairs along that trip. <laughs> right. And I'm on the train trying to figure out how to stay clean because I'm just sweating up a storm because I was nervous and excited. And I mean, I felt like a bride on her wedding day. I really did. Only I was in this train with a, surrounded by strangers and I'm getting ready to step off the train and see him for the first time. And I'm standing there with my luggage and all these strangers surrounding me. And I'm thinking, they don't know that I'm about to meet the love of my life. Yeah. And I, I was like, I don't know if I should say anything, you know, because I was like, oh God, they're going to think I'm weird or whatever. But then before I could really make a decision, the doors opened and then I was just looking for him. Um, and uh, it was just, I don't know. I, I remember my heart pounding in my chest and just looking for him, knowing that he was, he said he was really tall. So I was looking for someone who was tall and I'm really short. So I'm like looking through all these people and just walking until I see him and, when I saw him, I don't know, it just, there was just, just this magnet. Nothing else mattered. There was no one else in the room. It was just the two of us. Wow. And when you, when you first met, who did the most talking, you or him? <laughs> um, that's actually kind of hard to, to answer because like in, in those first few moments when we met, I mean, I was scanning the room and I didn't know if I saw her at first and then all of a sudden it was like, boom, there's this woman and there was nobody else in the room, like she said, and I couldn't cross that room in few enough steps. And we just started like kissing each other. Like our lives both depended on it. Just muttering in between the kisses. I love you. I love you. I love you. Sounds like a Um, movie. Yeah. 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 It It was, (laughs) yeah. I get goosebumps even now thinking about it. Yeah. We go from podcast to movie. (laughs) (laughs) maybe but um yeah i I think both of us we were so used to nobody wanting to hear what we had to say probably why we both ended up getting into podcasting Mm -hmm. um so we finally had somebody 
in person that was willing to listen. I think we both talked each other's ears off. I mean, that first mm -hmm. weekend in Seattle, you know, of course there was the normal man, woman stuff. I'm not going to lie, but there was also a lot of crying and just talking like both of us just blabbing endlessly. Yeah. We even had sessions where we grieved with each other over certain things and, um, you know, shared our deepest wounds with each other. Um, because again, we just, we really wanted that transparency with each other. So it was actually a, you know, it wasn't just this fun little romantic getaway. It was, it was hard work, I think, in a lot of ways emotionally and, uh, you know, on that sort of scale, I mean, that's huge. We didn't know if we were ever really going to see each other again after that. So, you know, we really wanted to, we didn't want to take yeah, our every, time for everything granted. was riding on that weekend. Yeah. And yeah, I, like, I, I don't know how to answer your question. I guess ultimately, like, we both talk a lot. You can probably tell. <laughs> <That's great>. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so it went from a great first in-person meeting right. to now, as we're talking, you two are engaged. Correct. You're married. Yes, we are. Yeah. Right. Yes. So tell us the transition from first, first you met, had an emotional attachment, then you actually met in person. So now tell us how it got to where you're together and getting ready to get married. Well, she ended up moving um, north to be closer to me. Obviously, I'm no longer in Bellingham. I'm, I'm Canadian by birth. Mm -hmm. And um, just with my work and everything here, it made more sense for me to be here. And she was willing to make a lot of sacrifices to come and be close to me. Um, as far as, I mean, I guess that's basically how the living situation ended up being what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, spent a lot of time. I, I got a place in Bellingham and he was in Delta. And um, so with the, there was a lot of going back and forth. And I actually hadn't had my passport yet, so I couldn't go to Canada. Right, yeah. So he came down a lot, you know, on the weekends or days where he mm -hmm. didn't have to work. And then as soon as I got my passport, I was up there visiting him as often as, as I could. Um, we just, we wanted to spend every single moment with each other. We were thinking, oh, we might get sick of each other, but that never happened. And it still hasn't really happened. I just yeah, even with the lockdown, we're not totally sick of each other yet. Right. <laughs> I was going to say that. We're going through a worldwide pandemic right now. So you're kind of, a lot of people are locked down. So you have to be together. And it's yeah, still relationship wise, like this is worst case scenario. And I got to say, it's still very, very manageable. I've, I've got no buyer's remorse. <laughs> this is the ultimate test, isn't it? It sure is. It yeah. is. It is. <laughs> For sure. And are you still talking and communicating? With each other? Yes. <laughs> well, continue. Yeah, no, we, 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 we talk all the time. And, you know, it's... Sometimes in our sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. No, I mean, yeah. there's nothing really that comes up that we don't talk about. Because, I mean, like, there's a lot of relationship pitfalls that I think ultimately find their roots in a lack of communication. And that's something that we've deliberately avoided right from the get-go i mean our relationship started with nothing but communication mm -hmm. and it only makes sense to continue that trend as we move forward because it works yeah absolutely okay. absolutely so i think your advice to other couples would be uh listening and communicating is vital absolutely well well it's, there's two components to communicating the more important one is to listen with the intent to understand 
and almost as important is say what you mean. Don't always like hold back out of consideration for the other person's feelings. Sometimes when you hold back, trying to spare somebody's feelings, you end up hurting them inadvertently even more. Mm. I mean, being honest is never a bad thing. Never. And that was something that was, you know, he's really helped me with like, you know, when you're a couple, when you love someone, you help each other sometimes. And I didn't grow up in a family where I could, you know, speak the way that I felt or say what I really wanted to say. And so that's one reason why it was so refreshing to talk with AC because he was so open and honest. And I was like, oh, I, I can be that way too. And I'm still learning and practicing. This is kind of a new thing for me. Um, but when you really, you know, you get rid of all of the anxieties that you have, I don't know if this person's going to accept this about me. Forget that. Be open and honest. And if they love you, they'll accept you or, you know, they'll help you deal with it. Or, you know, when you hide those things, you are doing that person and yourself a disservice by hiding those things. Um, then the relationship it's, it's, uh, it's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not genuine. Mm-hmm. And I know so many people who are locked in relationships that, um, that are very shallow and have no depth and they wonder why they're not happy. And um, a big reason for that is because they're not honest with each other about everything. And um, I've found that to be very, very important. And that's something that sometimes stings. But it's something that I value very, very deeply about our relationship. Great. Well, Alexis, you're a very brave woman. I mean, you <laughs> had to, <laughs> to go to Portland to meet a man that you'd only, you know, talk to on podcasts. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what was the biggest question in your mind about t- going on that trip? Is he going to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> she actually asked me that. Like right up front. Yeah, it's like, are you, yeah, I, I kept joking about that, like throughout our trip. So, are you going to kill me tonight? Or <laughs> I kept telling her I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Still, she's a very brave woman. Yes. No, you know what? That that's something that had really like crossed my mind. Like, what's wrong with her? This is a huge risk for a woman because like, I'm six foot four. I'm over two hundred pounds. She's like five foot one and weighs nothing and like <laughs> this is like a legitimately dangerous situation potentially right that's such a great question yeah, no, I, I mean if you want to say brave i guess you could say some people might want to call that bravery but really i was just really desperate to meet him i mean i i really was and i i didn't feel that way about anybody in my life before mm-hmm. um like I said, the conversations that we had right from the start were open and then were honest and they were very deep discussions about deep pains that we had. So I had a really hard time believing that this guy could just be a creep from the internet, you know, <laughs> looking for people, you know, I was like, he called me to talk about his estrangement with his mother. I mean, who makes that up? Who, who does that just to, you know, meet some woman? But, um, so I was like, there's just too many things about here. I know that you know, he's not lying. I know he's a legit mm-hmm. person, but, and then when I was able to come up to Canada, I was able to, you know, interrogate his friends and family members to mm-hmm. confirm certain stories. And I mean, and he's been honest with me since day one. And um, so, yeah, it took some time to check him out. And, but uh, yeah, if you want to call that being brave, I don't know. I, maybe I was stupid. Maybe I was 
uh, at a, you know, vulnerable time in my life. But, you know, whether or not that's the case, this is the man that I love and this is the man that I know who is good Mm -hmm. for me. Absolutely. So speaking of your friends and family, what was their reaction to this whole um, (laughs) turn of events? That was a real mixed bag. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my my (laughs) brother, Jason, he's one of those people where he will never hold back his honest observations or honest questions about a situation. Like this is the guy that's got my back in the most productive possible way. And all he wanted to know was like, are you sure? (laughs) If you're sure you got to do this, he wanted to make sure like, look, this isn't like, just some weird emotional rebound thing. Like you're not having a manic episode, are you? And he, he asked a lot of questions, you know, without the emotion getting into it. Um, my, my ex-wife Maureen, who is one of my best friends in the whole world. I mean, she just wanted to make sure that I was making a decision that was good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my sister, you know, I think she didn't understand it. She's not really the romantic type. She's one of those people for whom a relationship is more like a business transaction. You know, like the woman takes care of the kids and the man earns the money and nobody really cares about feelings. So she just wanted to know that I was okay. But I mean, all across the board, I think it's just like a lot of people not really totally being able to wrap their heads around how quickly the thing unfolded and how we could have such deep feelings that could also be legitimate in a situation where we had met remotely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, My family, they were definitely, they had their reservations, of course, you know, certain specific family members for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Some of my friends, yeah, they thought I was nuts. Um, but you know, we're still together. So, you know, I think people are starting to really, you know, at least in my extended family become in, you know, interested in, um, you know, what's actually, you know, happening. Oh, maybe this is a thing. <laughs> like, wow. uh, maybe it's going to last. It's like, yeah, I, I think it will because, um, there's already a lot of things that we've applied in our relationships that took us years to apply, you know, in our former relationships, you know, we're kind of up to speed on a lot of those things that, uh, other couples in our life seem to struggle with. Um, but yeah, it, it was hard. I think in the beginning, you know, on one hand, you don't want to care about how other people feel about your relationship, but on the other hand, you know, you're curious and you're wondering how their feelings are going to affect, yeah, you know, it, it your life on you. Cause like, it's easy to yeah. like have a relationship of any kind in a bubble, but life isn't lived in a bubble. So, right. you know, it was one of those things where it's like we wanted to focus on each other, but at the same time, it's like a relationship's always easier when you've got a good support system, and you mm-hmm. can't have that when nobody understands what's going on. Right. Yeah. Well, this is very unique. Very unique. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. It surprised us too. <laughs> yeah, and we're and we're very happy that you could share your story with us. So yeah. now, tell us how long it's been since you met. And what are the plans now? You're engaged. So what's the future look like? Um, It's been a little bit more than a year since we met. And plans for the future, you know, for me, I'd like to keep doing what we've been doing, which is just stay plugged into each other, keep on supporting each other. You know, like we're, we're living in a bit of an uncertain time. So it's hard to come up with specific plans for the future. We don't know what normal is going to look like moving forward. 
Yes. At least outside of the two of us, but I'm confident that we're going to face whatever it is together. Right. Great. Great. Well, congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And we do want to mention, this is a podcast about how couples met and fell in love, but both of you uh, have referenced that you do podcasts. So tell us a little bit about those podcasts too, if somebody else is interested in uh, checking them out. Okay. I do a show called Turn Up the AC. It's uh, a philosophical podcast that draws from my uh, mental health struggles and also draws from like situations from my past. It really is kind of a way for people to have a, a look inside of my personal journey of development and, you know, how I see the world. I mean, I, I'd like to think it's engaging and it has broad appeal. I think anybody could get something from listening to it. I, I certainly get a lot out of recording it. So, you know, if anybody wants to check it out, I'm easy to find. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, call me bias or whatever, but it really is great. Um, I, I woke up one morning and he had launched a new podcast and I was like, where is this guy? <laughs> you know, he had been writing. I was like, you should do more. And then all of a sudden he had this new podcast and I, I listened to it. And almost every episode, I mean, just tears will flow. I mean, his episodes are, you know, fairly short, which is really cool because you get a lot packed into a short episode. But I mean, I mean, crying almost every episode. I mean, he's really fantastic. I can't really say, you know, I mean, there's so much I could say. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so give it a listen, please, because it's, it's a really great show. Turn up the AC. And then my show, When the Bow Breaks, that's how we met. Um, that's a show about family estrangement. My episodes are typically a little bit longer and um, they're more conversational based. So it's a little bit different. But yeah, give it a listen. I think every other person either is or knows someone who's estranged from a family member. Yeah. And um, so it's, you know, episodes can be difficult to listen to some of them, but um, because they're raw and they're real. And these are people who are desperate to navigate their relationships and try and save them, some of them. And um, so I don't know, it's something that I have a lot of passion about. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's not easy. But uh, I feel like it's valued to the people that I talk to. And so it's definitely something that I want to keep working on. Great. Great. Well, thank you very much again for sharing your story. It's a very interesting story. And we're always glad to hear <laughs> how couples met. And yeah. this has been the story of AC and Alexis. <laughs>